Welcome to Stand Out from the Crowd, the podcast dedicated to helping professionals and leaders amplify their voice, impact, and influence. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome, welcome to uh, this new live episode of Stand Out from the Crowd with me, your host, Darren Benamara. I'm super happy to uh, meet you live every week on Wednesday, 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time to interview leaders, to share stories, and to help you, inspire you, and motivate you to amplify your voice and your impact because you are gifted and you know sometimes you need a little push a little support you know to become the leader you were meant to be and today we have a special guest uh, that is nonetheless a great leader she's a She's passionate about, you know, bringing the best out of people. And today she's going to share with us her journey and how, you know, um, you know, she helps people become the leaders they were meant to be. So please help me welcome our standout guest, Joanne. Good afternoon, Joanne. How are you doing? Hi, good afternoon, Doreen. I'm doing fantastic. And you? I'm doing well. The snowstorm is behind us here in toronto two days ago i think we had like 60 centimeters of snow like yeah. that was crazy this storm was one like for the book definitely I, I agree i agree i have not seen one in toronto since i've been living here which is over 30 years so yes oh wow indeed right yeah. <laughs> and as usual uh you if you are watching us live or you watching maybe the replay let us know where you are tuning in from. We have a beautiful international community. So use the comment section to leave your comment, ask your questions, share your experience. You know, uh, every time that uh, we get to share our stories, uh, I know many, many of you have been through similar situations. So do not hesitate to use the comment section to participate in this conversation. So Joan. Tell us more a little bit about yourself and how, how, you know, you started your journey, you know, um, helping people, supporting people uh, to become the leaders they were meant to be. Absolutely. So uh, I can't tell you more about me without mentioning my parents. So I uh, am the daughter of two wonderful people who immigrated from Grenada, which is a very small island in the Caribbean. They came to Canada in the 70s, uh, I, and when they moved here, they had my sister, brother, and I. Um, one of the things that I, I learned from them amongst so many others is to treat people with humanity, always look for the good in people. Um, and then also, if you see someone that needs help and you have the capacity to help them, then roll up your sleeves and get started. So that's the, the foundation upon which I, I think my entire um, 
person was 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 developed upon um and i think as i progressed through university and into my career that then translated in choosing a profession where i was able to look for the good and the great in people and then help them to navigate their career so that they're able to choose a role where their strength is amplified ah yes and i like this choose a role where their strength is amplified so this is really about beyond developing uh, um you know uh, uh leaders it's it's really in the first place focusing on helping people develop their strengths and you know it always starts with self-awareness i have been working uh, uh for the past 12 years now with a professional woman women entrepreneurs and leaders very talented women high achievers you know but helping them develop their talents you know but then i realized i quickly realized and this is something that i see every single day where when you are not self-aware of your potential when you are not self-aware of your gift it's really hard to develop your full potential or to allow people to help you develop your full potential when you are not fully aware in the first place of the great impact you can make so how do you approach that aspect in helping people develop their full potential yeah i would totally agree with you um that awareness of self is the bedrock upon which you can make really good decisions at work so in your professional life but also outside of professional life um and and some of the approaches that i've used and that i encourage people who i mentor to use include things that are quite simple things like you know after you've done a meeting talking to someone who you can confide in and asking them how did i how did i present in that meeting how did i show up did i sound confident did i sound like if i knew my material um did i handle questions defensively or was i welcoming to them um and that's just a very easy way to get feedback in the flow of work and while you're at work again i would underscore the importance of doing it with someone who you trust and who you confide in um and then in addition to that there are numerous organizations that make money helping you better understand yourself through assessments so whether it's disc myers briggs a strengths profile um any a simple google search could help you um select one or two of these providers that you could um use and engage to help better understand your strengths and how to play to your strengths mhm definitely yeah google like sometimes i feel google can be your best friend <laughs> because google has all the answers but listen it's important to do your research but like when you get the opportunity to ask questions just say that opportunity and you know now everyone like we are on linkedin for example and linkedin is a professional platform so use it to connect with people to reach out to people and to ask for advice you know to ask you know for a quick maybe 10 15 minutes zoom call where you know uh, they can share their experience and this is something that i'm doing here also with this live stream you know sharing the experience of other people so you can find maybe the answers to the questions uh, that you have been asking yourself so yeah. now you know oh go ahead go ahead 
I, one thing I wanted to add to that is not to underscore the importance of self-reflection as well. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, after you've engaged in something, asking yourself, did I, did that activity make me feel energized or do I feel depleted? Do I feel like I want to do more or less? And, and I think the more you engage in those self-reflection times, the more you also are able to hold a mirror up in front of you and say, who am I really? And what, what really motivates me and what really lights my fire for lack of a better word? Yes, exactly. What do you like? What do you enjoy the most? Uh, what don't you like? I mean, it is as much important to know what you don't like to do. You know, what you, what you would rather postpone. Those like, you know, science. If you have a task or something to do that you keep postponing, maybe it's because this is not like for you. Maybe this is not something that you enjoy doing. So it's important, you know, to reflect on what you like to do what you enjoy doing in the first place. This is very true, very true. So now, you know, we know that you have like this passion for people since your very young age and, you know, helping bringing the best out of people. And so naturally you went into HR and leadership development. But can you tell us a little bit about your journey, you know, building your career in HR and leadership development? Was it something that you knew right away and that was a straight line? Or, you know, you had a, a few, maybe a couple of ups and downs. Yeah, absolutely. I can answer that question. And I think I am one of the few people that are working in the career that they went to school for. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, it's very rare. Uh, and so rather than taking you through my career journey, what instead I'll do is focus on three pivotal moments in my career that led me to where I am now. Sure. Um, and I'd say the first pivotal moment was securing an internship in human resources and then also determining that I wanted to do HR. So mm -hmm. when I was choosing my focus for undergrad, I knew that I liked business, I knew like I liked people, and I knew I liked psychology um, and economics. And so it all kind of came together in a human resources degree. And so that's why I ultimately chose it. And I was fortunate enough to land an internship at uh, a, the corporate head office for a multinational food and beverage manufacturer. And I did this during my second year of undergrad. Um, and I worked there uh, even beyond completing my master's degree. And through that experience, I learned the foundation of what it meant to run an HR department really well. Um, the importance of business partnering, under, understanding business metrics first, and then being a, an HR person second. Um, mm -hmm. And then just being able to see what good HR partnering looks like. So that was kind of the first pivotal moment in my career. The second one was um, a, a little bit uh, more sideways, but uh, at a certain point, um, in working with that food and beverage company, I decided to pursue a, a, another role um, at one of Canada's big five banks. I got the role, loved the role, and as life happens, I, I was expecting. So I went off on leave and I'll, I'll never forget it. Um, I was at home, I think I had just finished getting my little one to nap. And I <laughs> was looking in my email and I saw a note saying my position at the bank had been eliminated. Um, oh. Yeah, and uh, when I got back from childcare leave, I'd have three months to find a role. So I was like, okay. I get okay. back 
Yeah, I know it, it was it was um, it was interesting. But again, these op- these are always opportunities to, to right. change course right. if need be. So I I uh, went back to work, and um, I had a few exploratory conversations with folks in the bank that were hiring, and uh, that's where I landed in learning and development. Um, and it was clear to me at that time, in reflection, that. I had always navigated to learning and development roles. Even when my title was HR generalist, that was the kind of work that I loved. Mm -hmm. And so now at the bank, I was able to focus on that kind of work exclusively. And that was where I took off. I loved what I was doing. I was led by an amazing inspirational woman who just knocked down barriers and wasn't afraid to push. She knew how to inspire a team to perform better. Um, and a lot of how I like to be as a leader, I think of her and I, and I emulate. Um, wow. And then, yeah. And so that's how I landed in L&D. And then finally, the third pivotal moment was at a certain point, I realized I was spending more time commuting into the office than I was with my children. Uh, wow. And so I looked for a role that was closer to home. And I secured one uh, that was 20 minutes away. And it was a build role. It was like, we need someone to come in and shape our learning and development team for this line of business. Um, and it was, a, again, a phenomenal role where I really had the chance to see the organization that I was helping grow. And, and for those of you who uh, don't know Toronto, like commuting 20 minutes to work is like luxury here. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so. So before I, I get into the next questions, let's look at the comment from uh, our audience. We have uh, Robert uh, Berry, who is my friend and co-host actually of another show that we host every Saturday, Good Morning LinkedIn. Uh, we have a comment here from Carl, who says such an amazing topic and how we take our influence so lightly. We must create greater leaders than the ones we have been led by amazing leading leading ladies who stand up from the crowd Doreen and Joanne thank you thank you Carl uh, that's very kind of you we have another uh, person here Abdel Shafiq who say hi hello oh hi thank you for joining our conversation and Robert who says a self-reflection is so important and we must remain realistic and honest oh that's a good one here Mm-hmm. with ourselves and it's true you know let's talk about this one a little bit mm-hmm. like there is a gap there is a gap between who we think we are or what we think we could do we should do and you know the reality there is a gap in that direction but there is also a gap in the perception that we have of ourselves and the perception that others have of ourselves and uh, you know joanne I'm, I'm i'm very big and and i focus a lot of on personal branding for professionals because i do believe this is our responsibility to take control of our narrative and to ensure that we portray an image that is true to ourselves that is that reflects our full potential so we ensure that when people google our name either the meters on person uh, in person or online for the, for the first time, they have a good sense of who we are as a person and as a professional. 
So is that something, and I'm sure you did, that you have observed in your in your work, working with uh, uh, people, helping, you know, again, uh, other people uh, become the leaders you were meant to be? Is that something that you have noticed, like the gap between who they really are and who yeah. they think they should be or they should become? Oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And and the gap can be positive or negative. Um, sometimes you underestimate a strength and sometimes you overestimate one. And I think one of the key ways of really calibrating your, your unit of measurement is through getting multiple sources of information, right? Because if it is something that is repeated with multiple sources, then it's likely closer to reality than one that isn't. Um, and so one of the tools we use is a 360 uh, in my organization. And through the 360, it's a great lens into how you're viewed by those who report to you, those who work alongside you laterally, and those who you report to. Um, and again, if you see trends there, then the, it likely is a reality in terms of um, the profile that you bring to the table. Oh yeah, oh, that's great. The 360 approach is really, really ne necessary because you cannot ignore like half of who you are or half of your personality in order to help unleash your full potential, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And the last thing that you want to be is something different for people that report into you than yeah. who you are to those who you report to, right? Um, and so I, I love the 360 tool because it really does help calibrate uh, how you are seen. And we have another question here. How do you inspire your people to lead better? That is a fantastic question. Uh, I think the very first thing is to encourage people to lead from a place of authenticity and a place where you factor in someone's heart and someone's head and you combine those two things. Um, I think the other aspect of it is think about how you would like to be treated. It's the golden rule. How would you like to be led that would encourage you to action? And then how can you take those characteristics, activities, behaviors, even words, and apply it when you are leading someone? Um, I think too, leadership is as, is as much about telling as it is about listening. Mm -hmm. And so um, whenever I'm coaching people, I also um, very much remind them to listen to their team as much as they talk to their team or talk with their team. Because you can inspire people by listening and how you react to what they say as well. Definitely, 100%. Like, there is always information in the way... Uh, you communicate or interact with people or the way they respond to you right uh, and there is always information that i think you do have to have an, a certain emotional intelligence to be able to uh, understand you know and identify the informations that your teams uh your team members or your partners uh, or your boss no matter what the situation is, you have to have a certain emotional intelligence to be able to identify those information in the way people respond back to you. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I, I couldn't have said, said it better. Um, it, it's also how you know your team, right? You gotta know someone to inspire them usually. Um, and so it's, it's deeply important to know what motivates them and then ultimately um, 
let that shape how you interact with them. Mm -hmm. And and I remember actually when I was in corporate, uh, I would what something that I would do uh, once a week. Uh, I would meet the team members to talk about everything but work, right? Mm -hmm. To talk about themselves, uh, the projects that they are thinking of or that they are working on outside of work, what they are passionate about, because this is how you get to build that connection, that trust factor uh, as a leader, but this is how you can better inspire and impact your team members because you know what enlightens them, you know what motivates them. And they know that you care about them as a person beyond the job title. Absolutely. Absolutely. The most effective teams I've been on or I've led are teams where it's about more than just the work. Absolutely, Doreen. Exactly. So now we talk about leadership. We talk about inspiration. We talk about talents. The past two years have been quite challenging. It has been such a journey where everything that we took for granted just fell apart. And so we have been, you know, like terms uh, have been emerging such as uh, the leadership crisis, the great resignation, um, yeah. you know, uh, people uh, like not wanting to work for corporates anymore because I feel like corporates most of them, not all of them, uh, uh, let's say it, they're like great organizations with great leaders, like having a great impact on people. But unfortunately, the corporate, uh, like in general, has suffered of this image, you know, of just like not caring about its people, yeah. not caring about mental health in the workplace, not caring about the professional and the personal development all of their team members, the employees, their collaborators. But if you don't put the humans at the center of everything that you do, you don't have a business, <laughs> right? Perfect. So, so, so I feel like people have taken back the power uh, that was theirs in the first place. And so how do you navigate like those challenging time as HR leadership development professional where basically everything that is related to HR, to leadership development, to talent acquisition is now questioned. That's right. You know, it's interesting. If I could equate it to an, an analogy, it's like prior to COVID, we were all on, on the dance floor just dancing. And then with COVID, someone turned off the music and someone turned on the lights. And all of a sudden you had a right. chance to look and see where you were and what you were doing. And it's like, do I want to be here with this person right now? Um, and so I think, yeah, the, the terms like the great resignation, um, it, that that is what we're seeing now. It's people have had the chance to reflect on what really matters to them and understand that maybe they're called to something deeper, bigger, better. Um, and so as a result of that, have made choices to either leave or join an organization. Um, and so to answer the second part of your question, which is like, given all that's happened, what can companies do now to hold on to the talent that they have? Um, I would say the very first thing is to continue to understand that your employee is a person first. Um, and really tapping into empowering the people leaders within your organization 
to have the flexibility to do what works for their team member. And so to elaborate on that a bit more, it's less about rules and regulations and how many vacation days did you take and more about, I trust you as a person to work when, how, and where makes the most sense for you and gives you the best output. And I'm going to judge you on the output, not on all of the other factors that if we really think about it, don't matter. Um, and so I think we're going to see organizations who embed that flexibility into their way of working excel after yeah. And those that are really um, focused on rules, measurement, monitoring, you know, very traditional ways of management are really going to struggle to retain and recruit um, the highest talent individuals out there. Oh, yeah, I agree 100% with you. The companies who are able to embrace the shift, this shift that is happening will definitely uh, be uh, more sustainable and more successful on the mid and long term um, compared to the ones who want to, you know, uh, keep thinking at the old way. Let's, let's say it, let's say it like the old way, focusing on the wrong metrics. Uh, yeah. And, you know, they will be challenged like more and more as we uh as we evolve and you know like create a new way of uh, a new way of work a new world of work basically because i feel this is literally what is happening now i agree yeah absolutely and so we have another question here do you find it easier to hire or to hire leaders or to develop leaders internally ah that's a very good question so i think I wouldn't say one is so I wouldn't say one is easier than the other. What I would say is there are pros and cons to each approach. When you develop someone internally, you are demonstrating to all of their peers that you care about mm -hmm. the growth and development of your of the people in the organization. And so that impacts not only the person that you've just promoted, mm -hmm. but also everyone else. So there is a cultural runoff benefit to that decision. Um, on the flip side, when you bring someone in, in from external, you are able to bring in a very fresh and new way of thinking. And if you have a culture that can appreciate and nurture that way of thinking, then you can skyrocket in terms of changing or encouraging people to, to lead in a way that you're trying to get them to. But the caveat there is that some cultures would actually attack that new way of leading, almost like a body attacks a virus. And, and then, you know, you've, you've lost the benefit of bringing in someone who can show people how to do things in a different way. But very exactly. good question. Yeah, and oh no, you know, Robert Berry, if you don't know him, I strongly uh, encourage you to follow him because he helps people ask better questions. So that's why <laughs> he has asked good question. Uh, but you are right, you know, and when, you know, like you want to find those new talents, those new hires, then it's like you are killing the dynamic. Yeah. You are killing the dynamic that this person could bring in, actually, and all the aspects that you mentioned that, that, that go with it. And so yeah. now, how, how uh, uh, can we, can a company or can uh, HR professional department stand out? as an employer of choice to attract top talent. 
talent? How can you stand out from the crowd? Because we live in an online saturated environment to attract top talents. Yeah. I think, Doreen, it all boils down to culture. And ultimately, what is culture? Culture is the way people in your organization interact. And then if you boil that down again, who sets the culture? Typically, it's the person that leads a team. And so that's why I don't think we can overinvest in the strength of anyone that is leading people in a company. Because they are the ones that are on the ground. They see if people are interacting in a way that fosters an environment of care, of commitment, of doing great things, or they see if the environment is one that just kills collaboration. Um, and so I'd say, you know, there really is no secret sauce, um, but ultimately anything that can be done to enhance a company's culture is going to help them stand out um, and, and really be seen as an employer of choice. And don't discount everyone's individual voice, because as you mentioned, with LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, social media, every one voice can impact a huge amount of people. Um, yeah. And when you think about the, the team leader really impacting the experience of an individual, it just, again, goes back to the importance of having really, really strong team leaders. Exactly. Strong t team leaders, you know, the right culture, a positive, inclusive culture. And, and I would add up on that, like leaders that communicate about it, you know, yeah. uh, uh, leaders that leverage social media to communicate about it. Because when you have your leaders who communicate, you inspire trust to others, right? You, you increase the company's reputation and, you know, people trust people. You can be the biggest company in the world with the greatest like marketing campaign, whatever, whatever. All companies do that. They all have a marketing department, like their job is to tell everyone that this is the best company. <laughs> but the reality, <laughs> but the right the reality comes from the people. And yeah. people communicate on social media, people like share their experience on social media. LinkedIn again and other social pl media platforms, as uh, Joan mentioned. So, you know, like being able to create first foster this environment and then to communicate share your experience with others like to me this is just like the best way that uh, you can stand out from the crowd and as you said there is no like magic formula there is no secret sauce it's about finding what what's work what works the best for your people and how yeah. you can just spread the word uh, yeah. to, to increase your impact agreed exactly okay wow so uh um that's all already like 30 <laughs> minutes see uh, and i think we could talk about it for 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 way longer this is what i say every time every anyway <laughs> after every interview joan thank you thank you so much for your time and you know for your generosity for sharing so much with us today for those of you watching the replay, uh, again, leave your comments, questions. We read and answer all of them afterwards, right? So, like, take notes and feel free to uh, send them, send us a DM if you have any questions. You know, we talked about it. Ask questions. Ask for feedback. Uh, ask to people who are 
who have achieved already achieved what you are trying to achieve so you know how to best uh, make it happen uh, for yourself and how you can increase your impact because this is what it is all about joanne once again thank you very much Thank you, Doreen. I, I enjoyed being here and chatting with you. And, and thank you all who watched and submitted questions. Uh, they were good and they really contributed to our conversation. Yes, thank you. Oh, I have an amazing community. Those are amazing people. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, everyone. Bye-bye.